Okay. Hi, I'm Lisa Frosty. I'm the current planning manager. We're going to do things a little unusual tonight because it's our first meeting, but we're going to call the meeting to order and then we will um, have the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll have the Pledge of Allegiance. So please stand and I guess, <laughs> ready, begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So, thank you. And we're going to have the clerk do the roll call. Well, good evening. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so, let me go ahead and start with the roll call of the Historic Preservation Commission. Um, Commissioner Villander. Present. Commissioner Murray. Very gladly here. <laughs> Commissioner McDaniel McDivitt. Here. Con Commissioner Guy Dubay. Uh, it's Commissioner Jean-Guy Tanner Dubay. Here. Jean-Guy Tanner Dubay. Thank you. Commissioner Velez. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm here. Great. So, um, thank you. Um, I know we're going to kind of deviate slightly because it is our first meeting. Um, and before we get into public forum, just figured we could do a little quick introductions because this is your first meeting. Um, like I said, I'm Lisa Prossi. I'm the current planning manager. Um, I spent a long time with Fermina and others working on the Historic Preservation Ordinance. And so I'm really happy you know, to be here tonight and to have you guys start working. This is awesome. Um, with me is Daryl Mimic, who is senior planner in our department. And he will be your staff person um, going forward. I, I will be involved, but you know, your contact, your daily, weekly contact will be uh, Daryl. We also have um, our planning director, Peter Imhoff, is in the audience. And he'll be making a few remarks later. We also have Robert Nisbet our city manager um, as well. And then we have Deborah Lopez, who is our city clerk. Um, and um, for a while, the city clerk's office will be assisting us until we have a, a person um, uh, in the planning department that will be clerking for us as well. Um, I thought, I know this is a little unusual, but maybe having each of the commissioners just do a quick little introduction because this is our first meeting um, and people can um, get to know you well just a little bit, you know, maybe just introduce yourself in a couple sentences about your experience and what you hope to get out of what you bring to the commission, I think would be a nice introduction to tonight. So, you know, honestly, it is a historic, it's kind of funny, we're joking, you know, a first and a historic, but it's not very often we, you know, start a commission up. So um, anyway, we want to welcome you all. So why don't we start? We'll start down there, <laughs> Ms. Vinlander. Hi, my name is Barbara Vinlander. I have an MA and a PhD in art history um, with an emphasis in architectural history. And I'm very interested in finding a way for Goleta to reflect everyone and to particularly respect the past that is here, that is presently here. Um, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, land of the uh, Blue Tudor strip mall, <laughs> which I hope Galita doesn't look like. <laughs> so, thank you. 
Fermina? <laughs> so, I'm Fermina Murray. I am um, originally from the Palau Islands, but I've been in Kalita for 38 years, and uh, I'm a, a consultant historian. I worked with Lisa on this ordinance, and I'm just so delighted that it's finally here. Um, you could say that um, I, I serve Kalita in many different capacities. And this commission is dear to my heart to be able to protect uh, all our resources and uh, whatever new development that they come and respect the resources and protect them as we move forward. So I'm really um, so proud to be here and then she's so grateful for to be serving with these very high esteemed colleagues here. Thank you. Ms. McDaniel McGivert. You can just say McDevitt. I think okay. it's a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Heather McDaniel McDevitt, um, and I'm an archaeologist here in Goleta. I grew up in Chicago, and I came, moved here. My family and I moved here in 2014, and really quickly realized that we were in a very special place. And um, I've moved a lot in my life, and I've learned that a really good way of of really of understanding the place and be making it your home is to delve into the history and really understand not only you know the your sense of place and your sense of home, but to understand all the communities that come before us and um, the landscape as well and all the resources within it. And so I, I did that really quickly and just fell in love with Galita. And I, I'm thrilled to be here. I work for an environmental firm locally and uh, primarily work in the city of Goleta and all over Santa Barbara County and Southern California region. And that's about it. Thank you. Ms. Velez. Haku haku kati. And Chumash, that's hello, um, how are you? Uh, my name is Lorianne Velez, and I'm glad to be here. Um, what do I bring to uh, this uh, committee here is education. Um, and I am very glad to be here. I have an associate's degree in geology, and um, I am a background field monitor uh, for the city of uh, Goleta and for the city of Santa Barbara. Um, I'm really happy to be here and looking forward to educating and, and um, preservation and con conservation. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Tanner Dubé? Oh, if you want to just use my last name, Dubay, that's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Jean-Guy Tanner Dubay. Um, I'm a listed architectural historian in the uh, city and county of Santa Barbara. Um, I've graduated from UCSB in um, 1996. My first two years of life were actually here in Goleta, but I grew up in um, Indio, California, down near Palm Springs. Um, which gave me a passion for studying older styles of architecture. Um, locally, I worked in the architecture industry for the last uh, 25 years, and um, I work for an architect in uh, downtown Santa Barbara. Um, it's just an honor and a privilege to be here to uh, educate the community about the historic nature of our area and to work with the public in preserving our historic resources. Great. Thank you all so much. I thought that would be you know, helpful for each of us to learn a little bit about each other and to share that with the community. Um, so with that, um, we're going to follow the rest of the agenda. So.
yes, I'm doing public forum. <laughs> now, now is the time that if there's somebody in the public um, who wants to bring up an item that is not on the agenda, um, do I just read this? Or Okay. Anyway, now's the time if anybody wants to speak to an item that's not on the agenda, uh, please, uh, I guess, let us know. Um, and Madam Clerk, do we have any speaker slips? I do not have any speaker slips for a public forum, but I let me check the Zoom platform. If there's any members of the public on Zoom that wish to speak on any non-agenda item, please use the raise hand function, and then I will call upon you. And I see no hands raised. Okay, thank you. So we will close the public forum. Um, and we do not have any amendments or adjustments to the agenda. So now we'll move on to the presentation section. Um, we do have opening welcoming remarks. Um, unfortunately, our mayor will not be able to join us tonight, but maybe we can see if she can join us at a future meeting. Um, so we will do have opening remarks from our city manager, Mr. Robert Nesbitt. Commission members, is that correct? <laughs> no, do we have a president and yet? Not, not yet. That's later on the agenda. Okay. Everyone's, everyone's okay. Yeah, the mayor does send her regrets. She's actually, uh, she got double booked and she's meeting right next door. And maybe if she does get done with that meeting, she can pop her head in uh, before you're done tonight. I know she wanted to, and she was obviously part of the process of selection, and, and she's really excited about this. Um, so my name is Robert Nisbet. I'm the city manager. I'm also excited about this. Um, very cool to have a new commission and to be a part, well, to see the passion involved. So I came in late. I only started with the city in September. And this process, I think, had quite a bit of history before that. Uh, but when I came in, we were at that point where a lot of work had been put into it, decisions had been made, and it, the next step was to go through the process of, of selecting the commission and, and, and get it stood up. So I was excited to come in at that time and see it happen and just see the, the passion that went into it and the, the number of applications we got. Obviously, um, there were more applications than positions, and so um, there was a lot of interest in this. And, and obviously, as we just heard each of your introductions, uh, we have a lot of expertise on this body. Um, I'll just say that I'm, I'm not an expert in historic preservation, but I did develop a passion for it um, earlier in my career. Uh, I did work at Santa Barbara County for a time. I worked alongside uh, Robert Uli. Maybe you've heard that name. He was the county architect. And we worked very close uh, for a number of years, and I learned a lot from him and, uh, about historic preservation. Uh, we actually both, our offices were in the Santa Barbara Courthouse and really gained an appreciation for that building. And I was there uh, working for the county when Robert put the application in to have that uh, be a federal landmark and was there. I think it was the Secretary of the Interior uh, actually came out to make that official. So it was pretty cool. And that's where I got my passion initially. I still love the, the courthouse. I actually got married there in the mural room um, way back when. And then I left and went up to the East Bay Park District and kind of took that with me. And that's an agency you've probably never heard of, but uh, they have a passion for historic preservation. Um, they just a very proud agency that's very proud of their own history. They've been around uh, over 80 years, and they manage enormous parks and open space up in the East Bay. And, and a lot of the lands that they have acquired over 80 years have just amazing resources on them. 
uh, cultural resources, old buildings. And so they have always prided themselves on uh, programs for preserving that aspect of their parks and open space. So I got to be, be a part of that for six years. So thank you for doing what you're about to do. Appreciate you uh, for coming and being seated tonight and look forward to, to seeing you guys develop and, and, and um, provide your expertise uh, for the city and the community as this goes forward. Thank you. So our next uh, welcome is from uh, Director Imhoff. <clears throat> so thank you very much. And I want to just begin by saying welcome and thank you for your willingness to serve. I'm going to echo some of the sentiments of our city manager, um, but I do have a few prepared remarks. Uh, today is a historic date, I think we can say. Um, and I'm very impressed to uh, be before you and your collective and individual expertise and experience that you bring to this role. Um, this is an important role and you have important work ahead, um, which is fundamentally protecting the historic and cultural resources of the city of Goleta. And your work is a reminder that we exist within a historical and cultural context and that what we call the good land has been inhabited for thousands of years that many generations have gone before us leaving their mark and that this historical and cultural context informs the identity of the city uh, that we live in today and who we are today. And your job is to make sure fundamentally that the development permit process takes that context into account and respects that context. It is to help guide development to interpret and apply our new historic preservation ordinance and to assure that development proposals conform to its protections. I'll never forget um, some five and a half years ago when I started here, my first exposure was when uh, now Commissioner Fermina Murray took me and others on a tour of our old town and that really for the first time opened my eyes to the historic resources that exist here. And as I've continued in my role with the city and especially through the development of the historic preservation ordinance and the context statement uh, that was the predecessor to that, um, I learned more and more about the, uh, the historical development, the development patterns in the city, and of course, the long and storied history that goes before us and the, and the, and the earlier development patterns, the pre-European um, settlement of this area, which is just so rich and amazing in, in history. And that's really um, just, it's, been, it's enriched my understanding of the urban fabric that, that we live in now, as well as the, um, the natural context. So I wanna just close by saying you're in very good hands with our city staff, with uh, city manager Lisa Murray, with senior planner Daryl Mimic. Um, they are here for you as a resource. They know the process and the city's um, uh, functions very well. Um, they're here for you and they're available to provide you information and guidance as you embark upon your new role. So uh, with that, I'll close and say thank you again for your service. I look forward to watching and learning and growing uh, with you as this process unfolds. So thank you, uh, Mr. Nesbitt and Mr. Imhoff. Um, we're going to move on to agenda item B1, which I am going to turn over to the city clerk. <laughs> and this is why you're all here today, right? Because we want to know who's going to be the chair and the vice chair. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through this process. It's a very simple process. 
We're going to do the nomination for chair, and then we're going to do the nomination for vice chair. So what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask for a nomination for a chair. It does not require a second. Um, you may hear me ask again. I'll ask, do we have a nomination for chair? And to be fair, I'll ask again, do we have any other nominations for chair? We'll go through the same process for vice chair when we get to that. Um, after we get the nomination for chair, then we're going to ask for a roll call vote. Okay? Pretty simple and straightforward, but it's my five minutes of fame. <laughs> okay, so let's hear a nomination for chair. Do we have any nominations? I see Commissioner. Okay, so I see Commissioner DeBay's uh, hand go up first. And you uh, nominated um, Commissioner um, Marie. Do we have any other um, nominations for chair? I also was, oh, sorry, I was also going to nominate Hermina as well. Okay, so well, with that, can we go ahead and I'll do a roll call vote? And please excuse me if I don't get the names 100% perfect, I'll get there. <laughs> so, Commissioner Villander? Aye. Commissioner Murray? Aye. Commissioner McDaniel McDivitt? Aye. Commissioner Dubay? Aye. Commissioner Velez? Aye. We have um, Commissioner Murray as, as chair. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go through that same simple process for vice chair. Do I have a nomination for vice chair? Do we have any other nominations for vice chair? Hearing no other nominations for vice chair, I will go ahead and ask for a roll call vote. So I'll go ahead and take that. Commissioner Villander? Aye. Chair uh, Murray? Aye. Commissioner McDaniel McDivitt? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner DeBay? Commissioner Velez? Aye. Okay, Vice Chair is um, Commissioner McDaniel McDivitt. You're now the Vice Chair. Just to be fair, I want to make sure that we didn't have any speakers for this item. I didn't have any speaker slips from the audience. Do we have any members of the public that wish to uh, address item B1, the selection of chair and vice chair? If so, please the raise hand function. And I do not see any members wishing to speak to this item. So I believe with that, we'll let uh, Chair Murray continue on with the meeting, though I would like to make a one request. I am noticing that you didn't, uh, we haven't yet, we need to get um, your, your think pads that you'll have your agendas on or are on order. 
And I'm noticing that you don't have a paper copy um, of the unless of the next item, which is the calendar. And I'm wondering if I can run back and print them and then bring them. But I'm wondering if you want to move on um, to the third item and have the presentation, and then we deal with the calendar. I think it'd be easier if you had the calendar in front of you to discuss. Oh, um, I see. So I don't know. I'm making that suggestion to the chair to see if you're willing to. Yeah, that sounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to let. Sounds good. Um, well, I guess we need to have the item. So we okay with, I guess, while we'll the item read into the minutes, the meeting, and Senior Planner uh, Mimic will take over. Okay. Or, Thank you, Lisa. Uh, thank you, Chair Murray and Vice Chair McDivitt. Thank you, uh, Historic Preservation Commissioners. Uh, that was really, I'm really happy to say that. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a brief presentation of kind of the goals and responsibilities of the Historic Preservation Commission, you know, really how we got here today. Um, we'll go through some logistical protocols um, of board members as well as take a look at kind of the, the most common processes and procedures the commission will be reviewing. Um, so just first off in terms of logistically, uh, the commissioners took their oath of office um, right before the meeting. Um, and at that time, uh, commissioners were um, given a role in terms of a, a, an end date of, of the commission. So one commissioner will end their um, appointed time frame June 30th, 2024, two on June 30th, 2025, and two on June 30th, 2026. And really that's just for a continuation process. And so... Um, as new commissioners are appointed in the upcoming years, um, there will be a kind of a sequential incremental um, timeframes in which new members will come on. And that way we're not just starting new with five, uh, five new members. Um, and with that, uh, you know, after, therefore after, terms will be four years, um, and members will serve um, hopefully until a successor, successor has been appointed. Compensation uh, is $50 per meeting. And really all this information can be found in the ordinance. We'll go over that here briefly. Um, you know, the ordinance contains, you know, logistical administrative policies for the commissioners to take a look at. This also includes if a commissioner needs to, to miss a meeting, um, how to inform staff. Um, and, you know, that's really your primary governing document of, of the commission itself. So. I'll get you familiar with that document uh, near the end of the slideshow. So what's the purpose of the Historic Preservation Commission? Uh, really, the primary purpose, purpose is for the Historic Preservation Commission to really protect our historic local resources. Um, and in the way that the commission does that is they act as, as our primary advisory body um, to staff, to their design review board, to planning commission and city council. Um, anything historic resource related, um, it will go before the commission first. And so that way, for example, let's say um, if staff needs help with an interpretation, we'll come and bring that interpretation before the board. 
and you can advise staff how to move forward. You know, secondly, in terms of design review board, often you'll see um, projects before you um, that have been deemed historic or have some sort of quality historic uh, resource. Um, they'll come in for alterations, and so those will obviously be coming before the board as well. And really, the the goal there is to um, make those recommendations and bring those forward to the Design Review Board, Planning Commission, and City Council. Also, you'll see a lot of um, proposed maybe policy amendments uh, within the general plan. Those often will go before the Planning Commission, and at that time, um, the Historic Preservation Commission will give the Planning Commission a recommendation on how to move forward. In City Council as well, you know, we are seeing and hope to see in the future um, different property owners come forward with perhaps, for example, a Mills Act application. And that's really where the local jurisdiction provides um, a local incentive to really protect that local resource. All those Mills Act application and contracts will go before the Historic Preservation Commission first. Uh, moving on to powers and duties, there's several duties that staff and city council are requesting uh, commissioners to, to help us solve and review and, and provide recommendations on. Um, one is to review um, historic resource surveys that come in. Um, these will often be done you know, not only with, with specific projects, but with specific areas and districts within our city. Um, Secondly, uh, to review nominations for historic designations consistent with the ordinance criteria. So for example, you know how and why do we want to put a local resource on our, for example, let's say historic landmark list that will obviously come before the board. Um, along the same lines, the commission will review properties identified for points of historical interest Staff is also hoping in the future that uh, we implement design guidelines in terms for all our historic resources and what to do when applicants are proposing to rehabilitate or remodel and what are the specific criteria that we're going to ask for in, in order to preserve that local resource. Um, like previously said, uh, the commission will review all alterations within our historic districts. Uh, for example, our Old Town Historic District. The commission will also be reviewing and providing recommendation of amendments to our historic structure, uh, any structures within our uh, historic district, or any property owners that's asking for a, a rescission of a historic structure. Um, commission will be reviewing and making recommendations to the DRB on project alterations uh, for historic structures. Um, they'll be reviewing the city's own, city-owned historic structures, any alterations to that. Um, we also have the, the Mills Act applications. Um, city Council is the, the, the adopting party in that, but the, the commission will be making recommendations. And along the same lines, in terms of our general plan policies, the commission will be making recommendations to the Planning Commission as well as the City Council. Um, also, in terms of just other historic preservation issues, staff will be asking um, that the commission advise the Planning Commission and City Council on any issue that comes up. 
And lastly, they'll perform any functions as designated by the city council. Uh, I want to briefly talk about the documents of importance here. As we've mentioned before, the Ordinance 22-5, which was adopted uh, in April of last year, is really the primary governing document of the com commission. That was the document that created the commission. Um, and so that's going to be kind of your primary document in terms of um, not only looking at uh, you know, administrative criteria that the commission has to abide by, but also, you know, how, how do we review and make recommendations on, you know, putting a, a property on the historic resource, you know, local list? You know, how do we take a look at uh, design criteria? And so I'll show you where that is after, after this presentation, but that's really the one document you need to be familiar with, and uh, we'll help you get there as well. The second document is the context statement. So that's really a historical background of the city that was adopted last year as well. And really that gives a background of the historical, our historical legacy, not only in terms of our sense of place, but structures, um, different districts and different landmarks, different uh, you know, agricultural uh, listed resources. Um, really a great document to get the background of our historical um, area. Um, and I'll show you where that is as well. We also have the historic resources inventory. This was adopted last year as well. Um, and this is kind of a living, working document. This will be updated at, at different times as, as we see fit, and, and we see different projects come through the process and different property owners come forward. Um, but this is a really great document. Right now we have um, 29 properties on, on the list. Hoping to have 30 soon, but um, you'll, see, you'll see that <laughs> fairly shortly. Um, and we also have seven historical uh, Kalita landmarks um, within that inventory as well. And that'll be something that we get familiar with as well as a team. Uh, and so yeah, so the, the Kalita landmarks, um, you probably know the seven, but we'll dis discuss those shortly. So briefly, I want to talk about the Ordinance 22-05 and Resolution 22-10. Again, this is the governing document of the Historic Preservation Commission. This, this created the commission. Um, this has every policy, regulation, different criteria you can think of in regards to how we're going to make decisions as, as a commission. Um, this also has archaeological resource criteria as well as our tribal cultural resources. And so... Those main three elements, the historic resource preservation in the arc resources and tribal cultural resources, is something that we'll be seeing you know, relatively um, quite a bit as projects come forward. Another place to take a look at this ordinance is it has been incorporated into our Glido Municipal Code, uh, specifically Chapter 17.33 and 17.43. We'll go through here shortly how you can get there as well. Uh, continued on with, with the or, ordinance. Um, so as you know, it created the, the commission itself. Um, it also creates a historic designation category and establishes a process to designate properties as historic resource based on eligibility criteria. Um, as we move on to subsequent meetings, we'll take a look at that specifically, that specific criteria. Um, it also establishes regulations in terms of our processes regarding alterations. 
And as previously mentioned, it designates seven structures as historic landmarks in a total of 29, hopefully soon to be 30, <laughs> um, in our historic resources inventory. It also establishes specific criteria for um, earth-disturbing activities. So that will have all the regulations in, in terms of how we're going to govern and regulate all projects that come through the door, not only at staff level, but also commission level, planning commission level, as well as city council level, in terms of how to protect um, and check for subsurface archaeological and tribal cultural resources. It establishes standards um, that would apply to earth disturbing activities. Um, specifically, for example, if let's say an archaeological or tribal cultural resource was, was found, how to start the, the expedited time frame to go through that process and document that. It does add 34 definitions related to historic preservation um, to our GLEDA municipal code as well. So it was really an ordinance that really is the foundation of our commission and how we're going to review documents and process uh, projects. Moving on, we have the context statement. Again, this provides the framework for our history, evaluating properties. Um, it also took a look at potential historic significance based on the time built, Native American archaeological um, resources, as well as tree, tree tree resources. And again, this is going to be a living document. So this will be updated as we move forward, and you'll have a lot of input on that document as well. It really also places built resources in the appropriate historic, social, and architectural context. Um, I really recommend reading this. You know, I, I learned a lot from this document. Um, this was adopted last year as well. And it really puts our area um, in light of you know, how much historic preservation and resources we have here. It's an exceptional document. Um, it's not intended to be a comprehensive history of our area, but um, it will kind of define all of our listings as well as um, our significant resources. Uh, moving on to the historic resource inventory. Um, this is res resolution 22-10 and 22-25. Uh, this is established the HRI. Um, we have 30 landmarks on, on there, 30 properties, um, and seven Glida landmarks. Uh, and those seven Glida landmarks are, um, we have the Barnsdale Real Gas Station in, in Western Glida. We have portions of Bishop Ranch. We have the Daniel Hill Adobe, we have Stowe House, we have the Glita Train Depot, we have the Sexton House, and we have the Shrove uh, Tomato Packing House. Um, you might uh, see projects come before you um, to be added to that inventory. Um, and as staff, we're, we're hoping that happens. So now this is really meant to be a, a collaborative discussion. So if there's any questions, comments, you know, questions in procedures, policies, like I said, we'll, we'll have subsequent meetings. We'll, we'll dive deep into that. But is there any kind of questions or you have or curiosities or discussion items that we can discuss? Um, thank you, Daryl. 
for that. Um, I think we, for me, I will really need the documents. I know I can get them online, but it's not the same reading it online. So if not right now, but in the future, if uh, a commissioner would request uh, such document to have them. So oftentimes you'll be uh, reviewing something and you need to be very familiar with something. And I, I just find that those documents uh, just become kind of your Bible. <laughs> You're just everyday support. So that would be my one request. Uh, because it's been a while, and I haven't read them in a while, and um, would like to review them. Thank you. Great. Thank you. We can definitely accommodate that. Any other questions, comments? You know, oh, um, I think it'd be, it would be helpful, you know, probably all of us have had some experience with the process of how something would become, come before us. And then, you know, what are the steps after that? Mm -hmm. That seems to be an appropriate time sure. to talk about it. Sure. Um, we were thinking at the next meeting okay. that we were going to do a dive into the yeah. ordinance provisions, and that would be part of that of how something, how it fits into the process mm -hmm. and when you would see it and how your review would then, you know, how where you fit in and then what you do, where that goes next. Okay. okay. So And how the other... Entities contact us specifically, yes. and okay, yeah, that was part of what we thought. That next time, you know, okay. tonight would be more just kind of a overview, yeah. and then we could do a deep dive into it at the next meeting. Um, and one thing I just wanted to add to what Daryl said about the context statement: if you haven't had a chance to look at it, and I know it's been oh, a couple of years since we really worked on it, but please read especially the archaeological tribal cultural section. That to me is one of the first part of it. We actually were able to get the Barbarano Band of Shumash Indians to write the beginning mm -hmm. of it. And it's the, how they feel about the land. I still am choking up over thinking about it. It is just beautiful. It's touching. It's sobering. But it's there. You know, it really puts Goleta into the context mm -hmm. and I think it's very much worth a read. Mm -hmm. So it is excellent. Yeah. yeah, really well done. Sure. I'll briefly go through the, the city's website, just and so everyone's familiar with where the documents are located. So this is cityofgalita.org. This is the city's main webpage. On your left, you'll see your city. And a tab will come down, and you'll see Planning Environmental Review on your far top right. Uh, on the left-hand side of the screen, you'll see Historic Preservation. And this is the city's um, homepage for Historic Preservation. It has the goal of the historic preservation as well as the regulations, um, when planning commission adopted it, how we began. And then you'll see the documents here, um, contact statement. But the main primary one you want to take a look at here is our ordinance. And this has all the adopted ordinances and resolutions. Um, as of right now, I would say this is kind of your main uh, page at the city that you want to be familiar with. And uh, like we said, we will go through these in detail as well. 
Um, I just want to add, I know Daryl skipped over the button that says contact statement. That one I still need to update. Um, it has old links, so ignore that one for a moment <laughs> until we get that, uh, until we get the right contact statement, the adopted one over yeah. there. Okay, um, next is, we'll move to the next item. So Chair, Chair Murray, I think that concludes staff's presentation and answering any questions you might have. I, I don't know if this is an item that you would want to open it up for, see if there's public or not. <laughs> if there's any public comment. We welcome them. Chair Murray, I do not have any speaker slips on this item here from here in the audience, but let's go ahead and check the Zoom platform. If we have any members of the public wishing to uh, speak to this item, please use the raise hand icon and then we'll go ahead and pull you over. I know there was somebody earlier that had raised their hand, so let's give it another second. If there's any members of the public wishing to speak to this item, please go ahead and use the raise hand icon. No, Chair, I do not see any members of the public on the Zoom. Okay, I guess we'll close public comments now. Thank you. Chair, if I may, can I uh, comment on the next meeting? I think we need to have it read into oh, the record. Sorry. Okay, we're going to go back to item B2 now, and that is the Historic Preservation Commission meeting date schedule for 2023. Thank you, Ms. Lopez. So uh, we're going to take a look at our schedule for 2023. Um, as you know, today is, is a Wednesday. Um, for the rest of the year, the, the recommendation by staff is to meet on the third Mondays of each month. And really, the reason for that is uh, the city has a lot of city council meetings, commissioner meetings, board meetings. Um, and so we're really looking for a date and a day that can accommodate the commission, uh, and specifically this room. Um, and so in terms of the city schedule, we came um, with the third Mondays of the month. And so, again, that's staff's recommendation. Um, in terms of start time, uh, we're requesting 530. Uh, meetings will typically be, you know, an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the items on the agenda. Um, you'll see in the staff report that we have uh, the regularly scheduled Historic Preservation Commission meeting dates of each month. You will notice in June that the third Monday does fall on a holiday in which uh, the city is closed. Um, we are requesting that the commission does not... Uh, meet on that day as well. Um, you know, and meetings will happen uh, primarily monthly, but there will be the odd time where there's no items on the agenda and to bring forward. Um, and so that time we'll, we'll, we'll cancel the meeting and have it the following month. Um, so with that, um, if we could get uh, a motion, that would be great or a discussion? Um, I, 
are there any discussions? Are you, is everyone okay with the schedule? The third <laughs> Monday meets everyone's convenience? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we just make a motion to adopt the... Oh, um, is there anyone in the public here or virtual who would like to make a comment on this item? So, Madam Chair, I do not have these speaker slips from my audience here today. Well, let's just go ahead and check on the Zoom platform to see if there are any members of the public on Zoom wishing to speak to this item. So, if there's any members of the public on the Zoom platform, please use the raise hand icon, and we'll go ahead and pull you on over. And, Madam Chair, I do not see any members on the Zoom. Okay, thank you. Um, so, now we need a motion. I move we accept the dates presented under section B2, table one, for our meeting dates going forward. I'll second that. Motion by Villander, second by the vice chair. Okay, if I can do a roll call vote on that. Okay, if um, Commissioner Villander? Aye. Chair Murray? Aye. Vice Chair McDaniel McDivitt? Aye. Commissioner DeBay? Aye. Commissioner Velez? Aye. Thank you. Great. Um, with that, I want to mention that the next scheduled meeting is uh, March 20th at 5.30 here in the council chambers. Uh, in that meeting, we'll, we'll do an ordinance kind of deep dive, really get into the ordinance and the criteria. Um, we'll also, as requested, we'll take a look at you know, the different permit processes in which the commission will review and make recommendations on. This is anything from alterations to historic structures, designating historic resources, uh, designating uh, historic zoning districts. Um, we'll go through all those different kind of tree graphics to, um, to, to assist the commission. Um, and with that, of course, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me. Um, the best way of communication is via email. Uh, but you do have my phone number as well. Um, happy to assist in any way I can. And, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, Madam Chair, I do have one member of the public wishing to speak to this item. If we can go ahead, I know he tried to speak earlier. And, um, and that's actually our, Madam, our Mayor Bertone. <laughs> if you can go ahead and unmute yourself, please. Hello, everyone. Uh, I, this is probably not the most uh, opportune time in the agenda to make a couple comments, but I did want to just uh, welcome everybody to uh, the commission commissioners, I'm very excited to have you. I've been watching tonight's meeting and it is a historic meeting. And I, uh, you know, I didn't have any prepared remarks uh, made and I appreciate the remarks earlier from uh, uh, our city manager and, and our planning director, Peter. Um, but I do just want to say how grateful I am for you. Uh, I'm very impressed. I think we have a great group of people and I'm, I'm, uh, I have no doubt that you'll serve well and um, and just thank you for your service uh it, it's great to have so many people dedicated and thinking about 
how to best preserve and, and what the, you know, what we want to preserve of Goleta's history. So thank you so much and very happy to have you on board. <laughs> we'll now adjourn this first historic meeting of the Historic Preservation Commission. Yes. Yeah.